hassle or shout at them for not doing their homework. Particularly Christian parents. <laughs> because while they may say to the child, you didn't do homework, come on, do homework, do homework. Do your homework, make sure you do your homework. Their children could look at them and say, You want me to do my homework, but you never do the homework. <laughs> what is the child remaining? They'll be saying, Last conference I had the apostle say, Go and read this chapter and this chapter. <laughs> and in the service, you all say, Yes, we're going to do it. But I never saw you read that chapter. You never read that chapter. Service after service, the preacher says, okay, this one I'm not going to read with you. Can you go and read it at home? as homework. And you don't do the homework. So if you don't, if you are like that, then don't ever say to your child, do your homework, do your homework. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hello? <Yeah. laughs> so there you go. I've given you some homework. <laughs> I saw <feel> that. <laughs> so are you gonna do the homework? Oh no, the Holy Spirit will tell me tomorrow who didn't and who did. But it's good for you to read the scripture, the chapter, so you can situate. I know you know the story, but never ever say you know everything. Well, oh, I know the story, so I won't read it again. Don't read it again because you, as you read it, you find something that you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. That's the beauty of the Word of God. That story, ladies and gentlemen, much as it has been talked about right now. But I want you to know that it is a symbol. <coughs> representing or representative of the life of everyone who may call themselves the child of God. Because in that story, we hear of a fight or a battle that was happening between Israel, right? Hello? Israel, who is Israel? Israel are the children of God. Right? And you may read it as a story. But I want you to now understand that the moment God picks you to be his child, hello, whether you like it or not, you have signed up for the Divine Fight Club. Not because of your choice, but because the other guy will start fighting him. So when you read that story, it's no longer just a story about David and Goliath. It's symptomatic of the relationship between the child of God and the enemy. 
that the moment you call yourself a child of God, you are automatically at enmity with the enemy, the devil. And it's important that the Christian church hear this message. Just like I've been doing my best to correct many, many years of wrong teaching, where so many evangelists would say, the moment you give your life to Jesus, <laughs> you know you will not, because you know you have been told. <laughs> the moment you give your life to Jesus, everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. You're just going to enjoy your life. Come and give your life to Jesus and you'll hang it down. <laughs> it is that kind of preaching that is stuck in the minds of all of us. Wrong, bad, satanic teaching. It is. Because it, it simply pleases the devil. To tell someone that the moment you become a Christian, everything is going to be fine now. Yet the truth is, the moment you sign up for Christ, hello, you have signed a divorce decree with someone who contests the divorce until the day you And it's important that the Christian knows that. So what I'm saying to you is, when you read that story, don't just read it anymore as just a story between the Philistines and the Israelites. It's symptomatic of the relationship that happens between anyone who becomes a child of God and the person who opposes the children of God. That's why the God of Agape had to take me to be at pains to explain something that you had never seen before when you see in the epistle when I talk about when I talk about what? The church and the enemy. Maybe for those of you who read the epistle you have seen in the epistle things that you, you never knew before. Things that possibly shocked and surprised you. And it's important that in this vision, we have that understanding. So when I read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12, I gave it a little title, A Restless Life, the Christian Life. Hallelujah. And in general, the overall title for today and yesterday is Welcome. Is the Christian Life, Welcome to the Fight Club. For those who know this, to this day, to this day, while it is powerful and awesome to be called a Jew, to be Jewish, to belong to the nation called Israel, how many of you know that is the nation that has never known peace? Mm. Is the nation that has been fought. So when you read this story about David and Goliath in the Bible, as if something happened a long, long time ago, I want you to know that the children of Israel know that it's a continuous war. It has never stopped. 
The enemy is consistently and constantly bombarding them. But here is the good news, the good thing. And God is true to his scripture, which I'll show you in a few minutes. That when you know who you are, when you are truly a child of God, and I like that, that the God you serve, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, will not let down his own people. They can fight against you because they are supposed to fight you. But you are guaranteed victory. If you don't know that, then you run away. And I'll show you what happens when you run away. So I want you to know, before I proceed any further, that if you call yourself a Christian, the Christian life is nothing but the fight club of heaven. We read yesterday from Ephesians chapter 6, and we read from verse 10 to 12. And I showed you that verse 10 starts by saying, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord. Hallelujah. Why do we need to be strong? We need to be strong in him because we receive our victory in him and through him. For without him, without Yeshua in me, I cannot have any victory because he's the one who grants me the victory. So when you read the story about Goliath and David, the reason why David won, as I shared with you yesterday, is not necessarily because of anything except that this young man believed so strongly in his God. Hallelujah. He was strong in his God. Be strong in the Lord. He's the same one who said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He would say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow, he knew it was happening in his life. Mm-hmm. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I like that bit now, I shall fear no evil. And he gives you the reason. Mm-hmm. Because thou art with me, O God. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And you want a Christian life that's easy. Welcome to heaven's fight club. Because verse 11 of Ephesians 6, after it tells you, verse 10, be strong in the Lord first and in the power of his might. <coughs> Once you get that booster, today I'm giving you a booster. Yesterday I gave you the vaccination. Hello. Today I'm giving you the booster. I'm giving you, this is the booster jab now. Yes. In the power of his might. After you got verse 10. Now you are told. For you wrestle not against But against the Godzilla of the spiritual dominion. And they lift some, some shocking, worried, surprising things. You wrestle against what? I shared with you yesterday. But the scripture says we wrestle not. I'm just introducing myself so that I can get one of my message. For we wrestle not. And I told you yesterday that that little word not is critical in the scripture. Because I told you that for many years and many generations, the church has removed that little word not. And the moment you take it out, 
You have completely different meaning to the verse. And I shared with you that yesterday. Who is we? When it says we wrestle not against the flesh and blood, who is we? Hello? Who is we? We means me. That's what I want to put it that way. I told you that I don't want to get lost in the we. <coughs> Hallelujah. You are right. We means the children of God. Christians. You wrestle not against the flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers. Spiritual wickedness. In the high places. And that's talking about you. But I told you yesterday that why should you worry about these big, big words? Because they are frightening. <laughs> Principality. <laughs> Hello. Powers. Hello. Spiritual wickedness yes. in high places. And the Bible tells me, you, you listen. Again, it's such a You know, you watch the movie Godzilla, right? Yes. You see those big creatures? Yes. Ah, 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 ah. And they're coming at you, and you are like, you are this time. That's what in that scripture. You wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual Godzilla of this world. The spiritual dinosaurs of this world. The big giants. That's why the story of Goliath is a question point. Oh, the Philistines were fighting the Israelites. Oh, the Philistines. It's just like a story which just passes. But you need to know now. That's not to frighten me. It's for you to know. The Bible says my people perish because of what? Because if you don't know that you are in the fight club, you always want to run away when the fight comes. We do wrestle. Yes, it's true. We wrestle quite a lot. And I want you to know this, that this wrestling I'm talking about is real. It's not WWE. <laughs> you know, WWE is the Eastern for the Eastern for entertainment. You think when they do those moves, they are real. They are not. For information. You think it's normal for it's normal for a human being to be received like this, lifted up and then drama on the floor and it gets up no 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 straight that You think that's normal? They are well trained. Okay? They know exactly how to pick the person and exactly how to lay the person. They go together. That's why you find, don't you see that when you see someone climbing on the ropes? Okay? Yeah. They're going to jump on someone. Mm. That, that person can actually see that he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's jumping on the ropes and after jumping there, he wants to jump on me. Yeah. And he come and go. <laughs> Let it happen to you. Let's see if you don't break your finger. But if you watch it next time, the actual guy, and you can see the person is preparing for the move to see how he's going to let Because they've been tamed. So, when he then jumps up, the way he goes and he does this, for information, I do, I'm not spoiling your enjoyment of it. <laughs> he, he's there. I did a, if you smile, okay? Then he's lying down like that. And he can see me climbing the rope. He can see me climbing. And you see, he gets prepared, he gets ready. And because we've been trained, he knows exactly how I'm going to come. 
So when he now jumps up, he will jump up with his hand like this. And he'll come and go. Or he will use his leg. Okay? If you watch me, the way he will land his leg, he's not meant to hit this guy. Are we together? Mm -hmm. But what they do is they produce sound, which makes it feel like it's a, it's a computerized sound. You feel it's in contact with the skin. No, it's not. It's just a, someone in the corner to go, but you think, oh my goodness, that person is finished. The reason why he's not finished, as soon as this one gets up, you see this one also getting up. That's WWE. It's entertainment. That is the reason why they say, don't try this at home. No. Because they know that you think it's real. When you try this at home, you're going to damage somebody. You need to be trained first. How to avoid hitting someone. How to appear like you hit the person. You have to hit. We, I'm talking about wrestling. The church has got to wrestle money. When you're not fine, because the church for generations has removed that word, not. Okay? So the word that the church has been preaching, the way they've been behaving, that's why God said, I'm giving you agape because there's no agape in the church. There's too much church. It's WrestleMania in the church. Pastor is wrestling pastor. Elder is wrestling elder. Everyone is WrestleMania. Everyone's come. Someone's coming and like, Luke is, if you smell what the rock is cooking, you want to give them a smackdown. Serious one. Christians. Because they have removed the word <coughs> If you remove the word not, it reads, we wrestle against the flesh and blood. And here is the funny thing. It doesn't start with the principalities and powers. It starts with what? Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. principality Hello? Before I can deal with the principalities and powers, I have to deal with number one first person. He says, we wrestle against flesh and blood. My brother, And so you find church after church, and I'm sure you know what I'm saying. Think of any church now. Any church. People have now moved the vision into that area where they remove the word not. So now then it says we wrestle against flesh and blood. Before you get to principalities, ah, those arms are difficult to grasp. But flesh and blood. That one we can deal with. <laughs> and they wrestle you and they wrestle you. And every plan they have is a plan of contract, a plan of fight. And they pray contrary prayers. Every church. It's amazing and it shocks me how churches are fighting churches like crazy. I was saying in Africa, and the funny thing is, when you go there, in many of the countries, they have this system where you go into one street or one area. That whole street is full of churches. So they're like, okay, if one is standing for a church, they put all the churches in one street. I was like, they had a good idea. Because they thought that the churches are one people. So they put them together. Now they didn't know that they. <laughs> <laughs> they are in the same street. 
Another Pentecostal church is called the holiness of, of, yes. of all nations, yes. then international, and something, something is there. Another one is called the four corners of the world, why angels here? They've got all sorts of names, and they are one after the other. This one, this one. They are all next door to each other. Neighbors. Neighbors. Churches. And they are all Pentecostal churches. Mm -hmm. Because the traditional churches have got, they were built a long time ago. They are all over. They are in the city. They are Roman Catholic. They are, they are, but they do want that. These people just say, me, I have a vision. I have got my church. So the government says, okay, yeah, build me. And they put them in the same light. Country after country, I saw this. Here's the shocking thing. Those churches, neighboring as they are, and you know this is true, they don't talk to each other. In fact, if you are a child, in this church, whatever it is next door, it's called holiness of the corners of the water. Yes. If the pastor sees your foot knee, not just it, but just near the church next door, yeah. you are under, under authority. What were you doing? We saw it by the offense. That's a bad church. Don't ever go there. I'm hearing my daughter, hearing my child. Meanwhile, the pastor of that church is savage. If you are seen just with your foot next to that church, but I, I, no, don't ever go near that place. I've told some of them because I've been visited to them, they don't know me. So I just go and get this church today on Sunday. I sit at the back. But it's funny. I don't know what's what's on my forehead. And this is the Jesus I don't know what it is. No matter how I try to hide, no matter how I try to disguise. Sometimes I, one day I went. I asked the man of what he was. He was dressed like one day. I want this church dressed like a vagabond. I said, yeah. I'm, I'm tired of being a big summer. Is it something with my dress or what? Huh? Let me just dress like. Like in gym, man. I did that and I thought I succeeded. I sit at the back, like, where are you sitting, my son? You know, you arrive in the church, it's a big auditorium. Yeah, 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 they're singing. I'm like, yeah, I sneak in. So I sit at the church. And then they've got these, these people called the ushers. What's wrong with you, ushers? One of them spots me. And I'm sitting there. And I could see her coming. I was like, oh, no, please don't come to me. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, yes. And you see, there were other empty chairs here. All the way to the front. There were other empty chairs. So I thought maybe she, they didn't like that I said what? Right at the back. So I thought the Lord said, oh, you can sit there. I'm telling you the truth. The man of God is now one of my contacts. But she takes my hand and it brings me right in front, not only in front. The man of God was sitting there, <laughs> and his wife was there, and there's a vacancy sitting there. That's where he put me. She put me. So I caused a commotion in the church for a bit because I looked at her and I said, Hey, why did you put me here? Take me back. I called him. I said, Please. She came and knelt down, and I said, Excuse me, this is for the servant of God. And you put me close to the same room, please. I was sitting at the back. You know what she said? 
save you. I'm sorry, sir. But there's something in you. I was like, what? He said, yes. Then she asked me a question. She said, are you not a man of God? I didn't know how to answer that. <laughs> I said, what makes you say that? That's what I said. She was like, I don't know. But when I saw you sitting there, I saw something on you. I saw a glow on you. It frightened me. And so I just, I may be wrong, but I think you are a man of God. If you didn't know that you are a man of God, then I'm telling you, if you didn't know that you are a man of God, there's something I saw when you are sitting there. And so I felt you deserve to sit next to the man of God here. And I don't think you will mind. That was the last day I came But then I used to go, I'm telling you the reason. I would go and sit in the church. Then you hear the kind of language that is coming. That's why I said one day, if judgment is to come, surely judgment must start, must start with us so-called servants of God. Because the way they would then preach and denounce the next church. Yes. The, the funny thing is, they would have one church to the left, <laughs> another church to the right, and they are in the middle. <laughs> so the church to the left is the right, there's something wrong with it, don't go there. Yeah. The church to the left, there's something wrong with it, don't even be seen near there. Yeah. You hear me, my children? And the man is boasting. I'm telling and they wouldn't even use language, that was shocking. Me, I'm sitting there, my, feet, my spirit is feeling like shh. Then what the service finishes, and I'll sneak away. I'll not tell you too many of these stories. Next Sunday, I'll go to the next door church. That's what I do. And I arrive there and I sit, and the same thing happens. They always drag me to the front. And one of the men of God saw me and wanted me to be on the public sit-down. He was like, This is a man of God who has visited us. Would you mind sharing a word? I said, I'm sorry. I, I, no, I, don't, I don't disrespect you, but I, 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 don't, I can't share the word. Then that very same man of God now goes on and on and on and on. And guess, break my bottom door, I could see it coming. That church next door. Mm -hmm. Wow, he went on about the man of God there and everything. Wow, he uses snakes. What, 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 what? Don't go anywhere near there. Huh? Okay. So now I'm church number two, right? The next Sunday, I went to the church to the right. <laughs> and to cut a long story, you know what happened? The same. And it broke my heart to say, what's wrong with the church? And God said to me, that's the reason I gave you the vision of a God. Because my people, they go to church. But they hate each other more than those who don't go to church. They gossip about each other more than those who go to church. They backbite each other more yes. than those who go to church. The people who go to church, may Agape never be like that. Yeah. Please hear me, House of Judah. We wrestle against flesh and blood. The spiritual wickedness is another story. Principalities is another story, but let's deal with flesh and blood first. Ay, 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 ay. And because of that, we are, we are in this trap or this situation where it still happens all over. Church after church, each one, each servant of God has got their own set of friends. There's nothing wrong with that. 
But what I noticed, there was a time when I was in another country and the same row of churches. And one of them, nice people, the men of God had a plan, a prayer program for the nation, their nation, which was going to be done in seven days. And what then shocked me when I, so I heard about the prayer program and I was excited to join them. But the first thing I noticed was, number one, the servant of God invited speakers to support the, the, the idea. Hello? Some servants of God were speakers to support the idea of praying for the nation. And their prayer points were well published. And you know where the servants of God came from? They came from America, from Holland, from somewhere. And none of the servants of God in the line from the nation was there. In fact, what they should remember was while they were praying during those seven days, they even mentioned about the other churches. How horrible they were, how terrible they were, how their saints should never get anywhere near them. They are praying. I went to my place and I did not sleep that day. I cried and I cried and I cried. I will not continue. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the high places. That's what you saw yesterday. And I told you now from the demonstration here that that's wrestling that is mentioned in Ephesians is not a game. It's not entertainment. It is real. But as a child of God, you need to know that the moment you wake up, there is somebody who is ready to wrestle you. <laughs> the moment you get up, in fact, for you, even while you are sleeping, <clears throat> you still want to wrestle you. Even in your dreams, you still want to wrestle you. Hello? Because that person is relentless. Go and check out the word relentless. They never give up. They never go on holiday. They never take a break. Up to this day, God picked the nation of Israel with so much love and you'd think, why would they worry? God has picked them. But there's no nation that has been fought apart from Ukraine. It's just, it's just a short season into end. But with Israel, it never ends. And part of the reason why they are fighting there in Ukraine is because the guy, the president, is Jewish. If you didn't know, he's Jewish. He just happens to share a, a, a first name with someone else from, from Russia. This one is Vladimir. This one is Vladimir. It's the same name. So I wanted to get this. That as we wrestle, go back to our investment, our guarantee, our guarantor, this which is Western. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. But guess what? According to scripture, we don't just wrestle. We fight. Why do we fight? You may, I may ask you. You know why? Because we're always being fought. Do you know the real answer to this one? But while Goliath represented the Philistines, and their might and the spiritual wickedness, whatever, whatever the power that they had. 
David, on the other hand, represents the spirit of the Lord who is with us. Amen. That's the story. Break down for you now. So what do you need to understand the child of God in this generation? While David used this on Goliath, you are not going to use this on anyone. Hallelujah. Our this now is prayer. That's why you say prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the master key. Jesus started with a prayer and he ended with a prayer. Oh, prayer is the master key. Agape say, prayer is the key. Oh, prayer. This is our key. Oh, pray. He's a master key. He says, watch and pray. Yeshua started with a prayer. And he ended with a prayer. Oh, prayer is a master key. So our catapult, our reckoning is a prayer. That when the Goliaths of life come, who will always come against the children of Israel. We use the prayer and we deal with the giants. Exactly the way that we did, only that we do it in a different way. Because before the advent of the Holy Ghost as prophesied by John, the war had to be physical. They had to fight for real. David had to use his hands to fight the lions and everything. But now in our dispensation of the power of the Holy Ghost. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. You need to know how anointed you are. How gifted you are. How powered you are. Mm. That you can now aim your firepower mm. in the spiritual realm. In the prayer mm. against the devil. Against the giant called Goliath. And you say I'm going for prayer convention. That's why it's called prayer convention. Because we do nothing else but pray. And then as we pray we deal with the giants that come against us as individuals. As we pray, we deal with the giants that come against us as a people. As, as we pray, we deal with the giants that come against us as a vision and as a church. Then you come here together in St. Anthony's where you got the vision and you say, We use the firepower of prayer. That's our weapon of war. In fact, it's not just a weapon of war, it's a weapon of mass destruction. You are armed and equipped for the fight club. Mm -hmm. So we are not just wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. We are also fighting in this fight club. Mm -hmm. I told you yesterday that I even gave a demonstration that you can never win any 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 wrestling match yes. or boxing match by just ducking. But you can duck and duck and duck and then you much. Hallelujah. Then he become a champion. No one ever gets to become a champion just by ducking. You have to punch back. Hallelujah. It's a fight. Have you ever seen any hero who becomes a hero by running away from the war? The person who ran away from the battle is now crowned a hero. Hello? No. Can that ever happen? No. Who are the people who are crowned heroes? Are the ones who stood 
and they face the giant and they face the enemy. And we know that they come out with the scars and other things as evidence that you were in the war. So don't be intimidated. Because you know this tense says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Heroes are born out of battles. Are we together? And heroes by nature have got wounds in the sky. Hallelujah. But those scars, I think I heard preaching message like this about scars yeah. at one of the uh, Passover, because yeah. he's nothing up somewhere. Yeah. And I say that the scars that you have, yeah. they are not evidence of pain. Yeah. They are evidence of victory. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when, uh, when, when, when uh, uh, Thomas came to see Jesus, he said, can I see the scar? <laughs> And he was quick to show him the scar. He was showing him the evidence of victory. Amen. Not evidence of pain. You may, the problem with us is we look at the scar as evidence of pain. But the wound is the pain. You get pain from the wound. But the wound will heal with time and it leaves a scar. The moment you have a scar, it means you won. You victor. You have victory. Otherwise you are dead. You won't see the scars when you are dead. But if you are seeing the scars here and the scars there, then you are the champion. Hallelujah. The scars are not evidence of pain, but they are evidence of victory. Not only are we wrestling according to Ephesians chapter 6. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 6. Go another verse in second Timothy. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. <coughs> who is it? Who is who is being asked to fight the good fight of it? Is it the pastor? Is it the apostle? It's me, the child of God. If you read the book of Joshua. How many of you ever read the book of Joshua, the first chapter? There's something very contra contrasting and contradicting there. God himself speaks to Joshua. That's why you find the verse which says, I'll be with you with us wherever you go. But then he says, only be strong and be courageous. So you ask yourself, if you God, you are going with me, Hello? Why do I need to be courageous? Why do I need to be strong? Boss God, God was saying, you are my son. The moment you sign up for me, walk up heaven, strike up. And in this fight club, we don't need cowards. So I'm with you, but because I'm with you, the other guy will fight you because of me. But because of me, because I'm with you, you are going to win every battle. Because of me, you are a winner. But you fight to win. So Paul tells his son, Timothy, read it again, please. Fight the good fight of faith. Yes. Lay hold on eternal life, 
Whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. I'll preach about that one day. I'll ask you the question. It's a fight, right? Hello? Why does he call it good? Hello? good fight. You are getting slap after slap, hit after hit, and he says it's a good fight. You receive text after text after text, which are very abusive, talking all kinds of nonsense and profanity against the child of a guy. And he says it's a good fight. Why is it a good fight? I'll tell you, there are so many reasons. I'll preach about that another day. There are so many reasons. I'll tell you one of them. You want to know one of them? Yes. Why? How can a fight be good? Why did Paul call it a good fight? I'll give you one reason. The first reason is if you are a child of God and you know this, you know it is from today. When you are involved in this fight, why is it a good fight? It is a good fight because you should know that before you even start the fight, you are guaranteed to win. Then you know it's a good fight. Number two, it's a good fight because you know that the person who is in you, scripture I'll show you, is greater <laughs> than he that is in the world. So it's a good fight. But you have to fight all the same. I will teach you more details to give you more reasons why that's a good fight. <laughs> Fight the good fight of faith. After telling you, we wrestle. You wrestle, then you fight. Child of Agape. Wrestle money day by day. Push on you. This one, this one. You get this one. You get a line, whatever the names they call them, the names of the of the eh? clothesline, whatever it is. Undertaker comes and wants to bury your life. That's what they do in the wrestling. There are undertakers out there, spiritual undertakers who are trying to bury your life. So what you see on WWE is happening in the spiritual, it's happening in the church. There are the stone cold Steve Boston who said who said to you, <laughs> you know what who is stone cold Steve Boston? Because he says you have to do this and do this because stone cold sets up wrestling. And then goes on to say, after wrestling, you then fight. But guess what? You fight. A good fight. A good fight of faith. He, speak, he too speaks to his son, Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter, read it, chapter 4. Verse 5 to 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Because he wasn't just telling him something that he had not experienced. Verse 5 to 7. 2 Timothy chapter 4, from verse 5 to 7. Uh huh. But watch thou in all things, yes. endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. Hello, evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So, you see, it makes sense that he was telling his son, to learn the fighting day. Hello? Because you cannot leave the church of God and be a leader or be a child of God unless you are ready to 
Fight. So in first Timothy, he says to him, fight the good fight of faith. And then in second Timothy, when you are just about to depart, he tells you, for your own information, I've got my resume as well. I have fought the good fight. And if you know the story of Paul, I love If you know his story, you know how the people fought against that man. From himself fighting the church. That's why I told you, no matter which side you belong to, whether you leave the church, you are still going to be the fight club, or you'll be fighting for somebody else. That's a danger. Because as children of God, we are recruited into his fight club. Straight away. But if you refuse to be in the fight club of heaven, you belong to the other fight club for sure. Because fight you will. Whether you are a Christian or not a Christian. Because the Christian will be fought by the one who is not a Christian. And the Christian will also be fought by the one who is a Christian. And the non-Christian will be fighting the Christian. And the non-Christian will be fighting the one family. The everyone in the family is fighting. So you're not, you are not exempted. So you better fight the good fight. Hello, church. Because if I know if I I know if I leave this vision, if I don't go to church and I say I'm tired of this, I know for sure that I will still fight and I'll be fighting losing battles. Because he's no longer with me. Yeah. I'm on my own. There's no way I can go the other side because it's not a good fight for me. I cannot say I fight a good fight. So you cannot be a faith person and not want to fight. This is the truth being taught to the church. And he says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Yours truly, I teach the truth. So you are knowledgeable. You go out of this prayer convention armed to fight the good fight knowing that he is with you. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now wrestle! You know, I started by saying, I say, yes, yes, Lord. I say, yes, yes, Lord. I say, yes, Lord. How many of you say that with me? Just raise your hand. Sorry, don't, don't turn up. It's okay, it's okay. Just. Say, raise your hand if you say yes to him. Oh, yes. Say one more time. I say yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. I say yes. Yes, Lord. I say yes, Lord. I say yes, Lord. I say yes, 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 Lord. It's beautiful to say that, but it is because I said yes. That yes brings with it all the fight elements. The moment you say yes, you have signed up for weapons. You have signed up for perpetual warfare with the one who opposes the faith. So Paul says, keep the faith. Because it's nice and easy to say yes. But unless you get to be taught something like this, 
There is no soldier who goes to the army or to the war without being trained. You know why they are trained? They are told that you are going there for battle. You are ready to die. Any soldier will tell you that I am ready to die. If I die, I die. Because I signed up for this. How many of you know what I am saying? There is no soldier who goes to war without knowing that. So don't feel pity for them. They know what they signed up for. So if the Christian, the, I mean the soldier in there, knows that's what they should do, he should also know that by saying, I say, oh, I'm so rich, you're not going to wake up. They'll begin to have tears. Yeah, yeah, I say, <laughs> Welcome to the fight with your yes. Unless you are not a child of God, I'll tell you that. Unless you are not a child of God. If you are a real child of God for sure, how come the whole year you almost change to know that? How come the whole year you never say, ah, no, but I exist <laughs> How come? Person lucky. Because there's no way you can be in the fight club and you never get it. Yeah. You've got to fight. And keep fighting. And keep going. Hallelujah. And go there with courage, like he said to Joshua. Be courageous. Amen. Like Goliath. He was going, yeah, yeah. but David was slow. Yeah. But what took him there to face that giant was the courage which was supported by the knowledge that he, who is the me, is greater. Why are you afraid? Why are you afraid? The lion of the tribe of Judah is in you, but you go to battle in the And when the enemy fights you, he will say, I've had enough. I can't take this anymore. That cannot come. You can't say that anymore as a child of God. If you can't check it, who is going to take it? You're supposed to take it. Take the punch. Take the punch. But he that is in you will give you a chance to punch back. And when the punch back comes, ay, 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 yeah. I am so thankful to God. That, okay, the enemy can punch me, but I know that when my God is called, and the good thing about the God of Israel, that's one good thing from history, from time in memoria. There's a track record for that from Genesis to Revelation. You will never fail. There will come a day. There will come a time when he will respond on your behalf and the response will be Ramakandeke. Promotion. So I want you to know that no matter how the enemy can fight you, it appears like, you know, let me tell you this to you very truthfully. When the fight comes your way, the truth is, the practical truth is, sometimes you pray so hard, you cry so hard, and it feels or appears as if God is not here. You cry so hard, and you can pray so hard, and you want God to see you. It will appear like he is after the horn, he's not seeing you at all. That's what you will feel. That's what the enemy wants you to feel. But when you feel like that, then you throw away your package of enjoyment. But I want you to know that no matter 
How? However long you've prayed, however long you've cried about some situation, continue to trust your God and I can tell you today, I bet my bottom dollar, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, you will never ignore children. He will answer you at the right time and the enemy will be shocked. Trust me, children are learning. So don't fear. Because the God of Israel will answer you in season. And when he does, you understand why David says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He knew what he was talking about. Shadow of death. Valley of the shadow of death. For him to have experienced or to describe it like that, it means he must have seen something that was than Godzilla. Then he says, I like what they say. Even though I won't do that, I shall fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Catch it. Even when you feel that he's not seeing you, he's seeing you. Even when you think that he's not hearing you, he's hearing you. Trust me, the God of Adasa will come one day and answer on your behalf. You'll be smiling for the rest of your life. He's like that. He's like that. Yes. That story we read about Goliath. Read the story you find. How much the enemy tormented the children of Israel? For how long? They were in battle. Go and read the story again. The children of Israel, right? There were so many. The army. One guy put so much fear in them. They could not do nothing. I'm sure they were praying in tongues, saying, Go, go, And God, where are you? God, where are you? So I don't know for how long they were in that battle, being tormented by this guy. And they were all in dangers like this, afraid. And they were worried, what's going to happen? Even their king Saul was there. How do I know? Because when David appeared, he wanted to give him his wife. But while they were being tormented by the enemy for however long it was, God was seeing and hearing. He would provide an answer in a way that they were least expecting. So here is my story, the same thing to you. When my God answers you, he will answer you in a way that you, but that I get you. I don't know if there's a word like that, but it is now. Hear me, house of Judah. The God of Israel, the God of Agape that called me, that I said, trust me and hear me today. Don't trust me on anything else except this one. That no matter what you go through, as long as you stand with him, a day will come when he will stand in for you and intervene for you in a way that will take you to another level. And the enemy, where they belong, he then he has strengthened you for yet another victory. Hello? It doesn't mean that's the end of the battle. Do you know what? Sometimes some victories lead you to another level of battle. Mm. So the point is don't fear. Do not worry. That's why I've said to people in leadership seminars all over the all over the time that I was saying, it makes no sense when people. The enemy is fighting them in this way, that way. Then you hear someone saying, Me, the, the, I mean, maybe I should just step down from being the attache. They think that there is the title attache. <laughs> so they think that if they stop being attache, then the devil will say, Well done. We are no longer an attache now, so we don't care about you anymore. We'll leave you. Do you think the devil will say that? So people are misguided in thinking that if I step down, then the devil will leave me alone. So never ever, when you now know this knowledge, never ever think of saying, let me step down, or this is too much on me. No, just say, this is on me, but my God shall intervene. Mm -hmm. 
My God will fight for me. I know that you will answer me. And when I answer, that's why we have in the church something called testimony. Testimony means you have gone through the test and you pass. You want the you want the, the, the grade, the pass, but you don't want the test. Who does that? Who wants to get a degree without ever going to school? Without ever doing any homework. If they were saying you can just buy, you can just go into St. Andrews and pick a PhD in finance. Just pick it in the street. The whole world will be coming to St. Andrews. To pick degrees for free. But they know that you can't do that. You have to suffer many, many months and weeks and whatever of hard homework. You, can, you may not like the teacher. You may not like the professor. You know that students, students the children here, they will tell you. They don't like when the teacher gives them homework. Oh my goodness, it's a problem. This one is too much. I heard one of the students saying, there's one teacher who's always giving us homework. Ah, that one. <laughs> they don't like that teacher. But that's the one who gives the best education. That's life, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Heaven's Fight Club. Whenever you feel like saying, ah, I can't take this anymore. I can't do this anymore. What you're about to do is to sign up to the other side. Because you are now just telling yourself that I'm surrendering. It's like you're giving your hands up. It's called hands up when you surrender, right? Mm. Your hands up. So when you say you are surrendering, you give your hands up. What's going to happen is you think you're going you to stop fighting now. No, you just start, start fighting in another corner. Because when you surrender, what happens? According to the language of war, when you surrender, you put yourself in the hands and the control of the enemy. That's what it is. In other words, if you look at it in the spiritual, when you surrender, not only have you signed yourself to be under the control and direction of the enemy, you have actually signed up for the enemy side because they also have the army. You have become part of them unwittingly. You know why? Because the day you say, I'm leaving the church, I'm going somewhere, Look at your mind and your attitude. You'll be saying a lot of rubbish about the church, about the people of God. You are you have joined their team. You sign up without realizing. But the point is you remain a fighter. But now only you are fighting in the wrong time. And the problem is now you are no longer fighting a good fight. That's what the children of God must know. Those people who are fighting you, ladies and gentlemen, let them fight. You are fighting a good, good fight. But then they are fighting a fight that will lead them into perdition. But you, your God, will answer you. The God who answers by fire. <coughs> will answer by fire when the time comes. They did that to, to you, know, you know that. Every story now read in the Bible. Jose, yeah, Elijah, and the prophets of God. It's a story. You think that's a story? Look at I, I pity. It cries, makes me cry. I don't even know. Maybe I should not even talk about this. Some of your friends. Some of my children, who you know, who left in the day. So, whatever there is, they have. And they're now out there in the wilderness. The way they are now living, the things they are now doing, I ask yourself and myself, are they now better? Is that now better? Some of them are so much into drinking and smoking and all that. Does that mean that that, that that is now better for them? But what God showed me is that when you do that, you, you just become a newest conquest, conquest and therefore newest and latest recruit of the other guy. 
I want to finish off by telling you that. As long as you have breath in you, as long as you live, you live a life of wrestling and fighting. Mark that down. This is the truth from the word of God. As long as you have breath in you, as long as you live, you live a life of wrestling and fighting. You have to hustle. Even for the income. Even for you to have food on the table. You have to hustle. It's a fight for survival. Hallelujah. You get a job, you have to hustle to keep the job. I went to get you have to fight, otherwise you're gonna lose the job easily tomorrow. Anything that you are, as long as you live, this is this is a game of life. It's a game of life. Are we together? So why do you want to exclude you from the Christian life? As long as you have breath in you, you are a wrestler and a hustler. So the summer is this. That we have got two fight clubs. That was summarized in John 10 10. The thief cometh back to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the fight club of the thief. Their mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy you. So I'm telling you that if you don't, if you are not in the fight club of heaven, you are in the fight club of the other guy. There's no two ways about it. Because as long as you live, you are a wrestler, a wrestler, and a fighter. The question is, who are you fighting for? Or who is using you in the fight? That's the question you need to answer. That's the question that gets an answer. Because we all agree that no matter what, as long as you live, whether you are a Christian or not a Christian, as long as you are a human being, you belong to one of the five clubs. The thief cometh, but not to, to what? But to steal, to kill, and destroy. But, the, but I came that you may have life. And life in more. You think he likes that? You think he likes you to have life in abundance? Huh? So he fight him. Because he doesn't have it. He doesn't have peace. So you fight you so that you are like him. Are you hearing me, church? Yes. He knows that as a child of God, the Bible tells us that he gives you peace that passes all understanding. He knows that Yeshua Hamashiach himself, he is the prince of peace. And he is in torment. So if you think he's lying to be in torment on his own, he wants you to be in torment too. Fight. To remain, to keep your peace. So if the joy of the Lord is my strength, Amen. do you think he wants you to have the joy of the Lord? So fight to keep the joy. Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. You are in heaven's fight club Amen. to keep your things Amen. with the guarantee and the knowledge that he, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus the Christ, is with you whether so ever thou goest. Amen. It's a fight, but it's a good fight of faith. Because I know if I start the fight, then I'm going to win it. That's why it's good. You either sign up for this club 
or you sign up for the other club. There are no two ways about it. So who are you fighting for? Or who are you fighting against? Urugulizani. Who are you fighting against? I asked the people who are fighting. The members of the church. My question to them is, who are you fighting for? And who are you fighting against? And why? That, the answer to these questions will tell you which side of the fight club you belong to. In other words, the question I'm asking is, who is using you? Because there are no two ways about it. It's either you are used of God in the fight, or you are used of the other guy in the fight. Are you with me? Everyone, hear me, house of Judah. Everyone gets used. Everyone. You put it in the Shona language. Everyone gets used. But the question is, the question that begs an answer is, who is using you to fight? Because whether you are on the enemy's camp, you cannot fight on your own. You need the enemy's backing. Are you hearing me? Those who are on the enemy's camp, they are guaranteed. They are safe. Talk to the Satanists. The Satanists they are so strong. They believe they, they even think that Satan is God. So stupid. But they are so strong in their belief. See, Mokul, whenever Satan is. Lucifer, who was who fell from grace. So, and then will you use them? Hallelujah. So the question is, in the fight of faith, are you used of God or are you used of the enemy? Simple. Are you used by God or are you used by the enemy? But whether you like it or not, either way you still fight. Everybody is in the fight club. But I just happened to be in heaven's fight. Hallelujah. I just happened to be in the fight club of the one who is in me, who is greater than me in the world. You can cry for a day. Fight for you! Are you hearing me, house of Jesus? And you know you are in the right fight club. In these two fight clubs, some are just used. Okay? Then some are mightily used. Some are just used. And some are mightily used of God or mightily used of the enemy. You are used. Question is what I say. Hallelujah. I had to teach you this in prayer confirmation time because it's a time of prayer. When you pray concerning God, the Father will give the vision. When you pray concerning the vision, when you pray concerning the vision. Hallelujah. You will pray now with the knowledge that you are in heaven's fight club. Yes. And you are fighting to win. Yes. When I was in Malawi, I met this woman of God. She, at the end of it all, she ended up applying to become my daughter. 
the white lady from South Africa. Well, I met her in Malawi. She came to Malawi because God, she said, God called her. But God arranged for her to meet with me. Just after a, lot, a little encounter with me, something happened and she started saying things. And she ended up giving me a book and a book, which she had kept somewhere for somebody else. She was not going to listen. She then said, in his presence, I not, I can't help it, but I have to give this to you. I have to give this to you. And then on the Sunday, she, had, she found out where I was speaking. She was there. But before I left, she looked at me and she said, can I have a word for you? I said, what's the word? She said, the devil hates you. Straight, just like that. The devil hates you because of the message you can. But I'm going to pray for you. That's the bit I like to <laughs> So God has already signed her up to be one of the prayer warriors praying for me. Praying for your father. She's in the fight club of heaven. Mightily used of God to fight the good fight of faith concerning your father. Who she has now signed up to become my daughter too. She said, can I also be your daughter? It so happened that as we shall give the testimony to God. Everywhere, this time the mission, the mission was unique. These people were meeting them all. And without fail, we met the chiefs, we met the people, we met the mayors. They were all saying, can I be your son? They were applying in front of everyone. Can you accept me as your son, please? Hallelujah. So I want you to know, Agape, that he that is in us is big. You should join. You are in this good fight. Knowing that you are the winner. Hallelujah. Are we together? Knowing that you are the winner. That's why Paul says now, I press on towards the back. Why would he say that? Because he's a fighter. That's why he says, I have fought the good fight. But before he caught the talking about the fighting, the good fight, having done it himself in Second Timothy. He was still telling us. When you are still the apostle, he was telling the church in Philippi his favorite place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that I haven't apprehended it yet. <laughs> but come water, come fire. Come hell, come sunshine. I press on. You I press on towards the man. Of the high calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are in this heaven's fight club, but I want you to know that I have I've just been making reference to the scriptures. You know them. The Bible says that from the he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. When you are in this fight club, you know that you are not in effect. I've said it before. God. In Agape, hear me, this is something very unique that God gave me in this fight club of Agape. In this vision. Hear me. Very important. God is not on your side. 
You hear me? You say it again. You think I you think I goofed? I didn't goof. In this vision, the way God gave it to me, with the fighting that will happen, as is happening to the children of Israel too. God is not on your side. No, no, no on his side. I'll say it again. On his side. In this vision, as happens to the children of Israel, who are called the Jewish people, God is not on their side, but we are on the side of God. That's a big difference. Because if God is on your side, it means He comes to visit and goes back to His side. Are you hearing me? This is a big promise to the people. They can say God is on my side. God is on my side. They can enjoy while He's still there. Because it's your side. But you are used, you are that side, and God is that side. So once in a while, He comes to visit you. That's why they couldn't get visitation. So once in a while, with His grace and mercy, He goes on their side. But it goes back to his side. But if you are the children of Israel, even to this day, God is not on their side, oh, but they are on the side of God. Are you hearing me? So this is why I'm understanding that. That as you are in this fight club, the God of Agape is giving you another injection, a booster for prayer formation. So that you know that as you go into the world with this prayer pastor, with this prayer punch, Alleluia. you know that you are armed for victory Alleluia. because God is not on your side, but you are on his side. Shout hallelujah. He is with us. So, when you understand it that way, even to say he is with us is wrong. Because we are with him. Because if he's with you, he's visiting you. This is a revelation for the new church. Because the old church has taught that. We get a divine visitation. Sounds nice. Really just to say that, but he's visiting you. I don't want God to be visited to my side. That's why the children of Israel are like that. God does not visit them. Are you hearing me? God does not visit Israel. Stays. Israel stays with God. Israel is on the side of God. While the others are on their side, and once in a while they will say, God is with us. On our side. God is on our side. Because when you are getting a visitation, it means you are in a place where you don't belong. That's, that's, when, when he comes to you, he's coming to visit you. That's not exactly he, where he belongs. Mm-hmm. Are we together? Yeah. My God, my God. Hallelujah. So even the Holy Spirit Yeshua says, I'm going, but I'll leave you with another. He's coming to visit us because you are here on earth. But he doesn't belong here. So he comes so that he can take those who belong to him. They can go where he is. Are you getting this? My God. 
because he wants you to be where he is. And you are gathered the promise I give you that he gave to me, just like all the promise that he gave me for the vision. You remember what he said? No one in Agape under the leadership of the visionary only. No one in this vision who stays under the leadership because the God of Agape made the promise to me. No one will die before their time. Go somewhere else, that promise will not, will not be valid anymore. And it pains my spirit when I see some of my children who passed away. But God, the God of Agape, the God of Israel, that's what I introduced you to, right? Yes. Did I introduce you to any other God? No. Did I preach to you any other God? No. Except the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. <coughs> the God of Israel. Yes. And I told you that God said to us is Agape. We are the tribe of Judah. Judah. And therefore, the word Judah, that's where you get the word Jew from. Mm. Okay? When you get this knowledge now, I'm now telling you that God dwells where he dwells. The children of Israel are not on their side and therefore they get a visitation once in a while. They are on the side of God. And so Paul was sent with a message to tell the Gentiles that they can move away from being on their side so that they can come into the house of God. That's why someone says, and I shall dwell where? In the house of God so that you are no longer being in me. Because if you are still in your house, he's visiting your house. But when you are in him, he will tell you and say, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Not just for one week, not just for one month, but forever. Raise your hands and begin to appreciate God. Just begin to pray. This God loves you so much. He doesn't want you to be on your side so he can visit you once in a while. He wants you to be in his house. That's how Psalm 23 ends. I say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell, not in my house anymore, but in the house of the Lord. So you are no longer, he's no longer on your side. You are now on his side. You are now in his house, not your house. Are you getting this? This is deep, this is deep, 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 deep stuff. Just begin to appreciate God that you are in this fight club to win. Hallelujah. You are in this fight club to win. You said yes like I did. And so he signed up. He took your note. He took note of you when you said yes. When you are a child of God, you cannot ask or expect a hassle-free Christian life. No. You cannot expect a free fight or fight-free Christian life. That is not biblical. It doesn't even have, it's not supported by scripture. It doesn't have any biblical precedent. Come here to pray, come here to pray. Come here to thank God. Come here to pray God to God. Come here to appreciate Him. Because anything that is worthwhile, anything that is worthwhile is worth fighting for. Anything that is worthwhile is worth fighting for. Your salvation is worthwhile. It's worth fighting for. Fight the good fight of faith. Tell God that from today you press on. According to Philippians chapter 3. 
Hallelujah. Press on towards the mark. Because Philippians 1 29 to 30 tells us that he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I want you to mark that. That's why you are going to win this. Press on, press on, press on, press on. They say easy come, easy go. While you are praying, can I ask the reader to read? So you know, I'm just making reference to this. First John chapter 4, Ezekiel. The conclusion of this fight club. I'll continue tomorrow and I'll bring another element that will make you hopefully even get an even deeper understanding now of why we fight. First John chapter 4, verse 4. First John chapter 4 and verse 4. Yes. Ye are of God. Did you hear that? Amen. Say it again. You, ye are of God. Now you say, I, I am, am of God. I am of God. You need to personalize this. Okay, go on. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You see that? Yes. 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 And it tells you that you, you have overcome the world. Where does the word overcome come from? Fighting. Exactly. Can you overcome without a struggle? Can you overcome without a fight? So he's giving you a promise that because of he that is in you is greater, you shall overcome the world. No matter how it appears, that's going to overwhelm you. You shall overcome. You shall overcome the world. Read again. First John chapter 4 and verse 4. <coughs> Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Receive that, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious. Because the enemy will want to fight you so that you don't overcome, but you have the promise of being an overcomer. <coughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are overcomers through him who loved us first. Hallelujah. Connect there, connect five, connect seven, connect ten, connect eight. Hallelujah. 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 Do you hear me, house of Agape? House of Israel. You are the house of Agape, house of Israel, house of Judah. The message is clear. You are in heaven's fight club and you are in it to win. You are in heaven's fight club. And you fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Why is it good? Because before you even start the fight, you know that you're going to win. Anyway, it's a good fight. Because he that is in you is greater than he that is in you. When you know these things, you will not be intimidated anymore. No more cries when they say stupid stuff on your phone. Just say, in the name of Yeshua, I'm an overcomer. Amen. Hallelujah. 